0: We're live. My guest today is Fraser Edwards. He's co-founder and CEO at Checked. They're building infrastructure for verified credentials. In today's conversation, we will discuss what is decentralized identity and reputation and the different approaches, why DID is important in the context of AI, identity and privacy and why they must go hand in hand. And also we'll talk about the Creds Verifiable Credentials platform. I'm also dying to find out why he thinks identity and credentials will save us from the AI apocalypse. So before we get started, make sure to hit the like button, hit the notification bell, and subscribe to get notified when I go live every week. And remember that none of what we discuss here on the Interop is investment advice. And if you enjoy this content, please consider staking with us. We're validating on Evmos, Quicksilver, Osmosis, and Juno. Just look for Interop in the active set. And I hope you booked your tickets for Paris this summer for Nebula Summit. I'm freaking excited about this conference. Frazier and his team will be there, and they're also sponsoring. We're very happy with that. It's happening on July 24th and 25th. It's two days of technical talks about Cosmos, IBC, and the Interchain. No panels, no bullshit, just tech talks and workshops to get your minds going. The second batch of early bird tickets is still up. There are still early bird tickets available. You can get those at nebular.builders. My guest, Fraser Edwards, is coming up next, right here on the Interop. (music) Fraser, how's it going? Hello. Good, good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, so we are going to be talking about DID today. It's a topic that I've been kind of following for years, you know, and I've, it's a topic also that lots of people have been working on for years. And, and I almost want to say, like, here's another guy working on DID, but I hope you're going to solve the problem uh the sort of the issue sure. of did and um and seems like check is uh is sort of you know taking all the boxes there to you know get some uh to to, to get the id sort of in um in the hands of people a- in ways that are actually useful for folks um but before we dive into all of that yeah tell me a little bit about how you became so interested in this topic
1: cool yeah yeah love to and uh i guess to to reiterate what you said there like yeah, we really hope that that's the bit that we're solving, and we're going to actually break this wide open. So that's that's really what we're here for. Um, so yeah, really, like I. Um... I kind of left uni, went to work at Accenture and just bounced around tech for a while. So went through things like biometrics, a little bit of AI when it was still just like machine learning, Um, went into like blockchain, CDBC stuff, um, like cross-blockchain payments, all that kind of stuff, and then fell into SSI maybe like four or five years ago, um, SSI decentralized ID. And uh, I just, I don't know, just like... it felt natural in terms of like, it's almost like a backlash against like being able to like having all that data siloed off where you can't use it and you can't do anything with it. And it's locked away from you. Um, And, but I think the the real thing for me was seeing like demonstrations of the tech and seeing like how smooth the user experience was and what it could impact. So it, it was a weird thing of like, I bounced, I was changing technology maybe every year and a half while I was there. And then I landed on this. I was like, this is cool. And I think it's going to completely change like the data paradigm around the world across everything. And it's just waiting, just waiting to come through. Um, and it also felt that there was like that slow wave of like people being like, oh, I don't like the fact that all my data is with like Facebook's and Google's, like I want to have more control. So it felt like there was a bit of a, like, a I don't know, a philosophical like wave coming that, that was ready to anchor onto. And then um I th- the r- the real thing that got me into it though was i was uh, i ended up leading a program like a project where we were trying to do um self-sovereign decentralized id for international travel like aviation and so you'd like digitize the passport it would go onto your like mobile you'd bring your boarding pass in there you would bring anything else that you need and then you'd share it in advance to like all the touch points on both sides of the journey on in the air- in the airport and you do the entire journey based on biometrics Like you'd share everything in advance so you'd have the control and then you'd walk through and that was just like so one it was like such a big vision and transformational but the user experience was awesome like it was so good just like whenever we showed it to people like oh this is how travel should work so i think that was that was kind of where i fell into it, it was just like mostly a bit of a philosophical wave but also just like loving the user experience when you see it done right um which is something i hope we will go and execute on creds as well
0: yeah the the um the promise i think of of did is so it's so vast and there are so many use cases that this this concept or even the standard because there is a standard we'll talk about that a little bit um can solve or sort of can, can be applied to and people in crypto have been Talking about this use cases for about ten years. So uh, you know, back in the days when I was running this um, this uh, enterprise blockchain company in in France and around 2016, you know, we were talking about leveraging DID to do KYC and this sort of thing. And like this, these use cases have been kind of floating around since forever. People have tried to do it, and like this is the thing, right? Like you know, a digital identity to one KYC to solve them all. And you could just kind of take that KYC yep. token and move it to a different place. And trust me, I'm, not, I'm, I'm starting a fund right now. So I'm right in the middle of like all of this kind of process of doing KYC. But um, but it hasn't really materialized. And and I I wonder why, like what do you think are the um, are the big barriers for real decentralized identity or, or digital identity? Sorry, we shouldn't confuse DID with yeah, decentralized yeah. identity, although it can be it's digital identity. Why why hasn't it taken off in the way that we would hope to?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably three things. Um, I think one of them, like you you gave the example of KYC and the reality is like up until very recently, and it's still only just coming through now, the regs aren't there. Like the, the regulations and legislation is not there to allow you to go down that path. Um, that's changing like now, but it's one of those things that like, Everyone was trying this like five to ten years ago, be like, this is the one to solve, but it's like, well, even though the technology worked, you just couldn't sell it because like from a regulatory standpoint it was dead on arrival. I think the other thing is and I'm realizing now this might be four points rather than three. The other thing is that um, everyone was going after these like super super high assurance use cases. So going after like passports, driving license, stuff that like you need regulatory clarity. You probably need the governments involved. Like it just, it's super hard stuff that takes a long time. And actually like there's a load of cool stuff that I think we're going to do with creds, which like it's more fun. It's like more frequent. You're using it on a daily basis. And like it doesn't require such a length, lengthy period to go and deploy it. The other two things I think are like um, all of the like all of the did like decentralized id like positioning has always been focused on individuals and giving that that power back and like i think i'm not going to argue that's great but it's missing the angle which is like it's got to be viable and like attractive to companies to shift from the way that they're doing stuff now to the way that everyone thinks that they should be doing it so all of the positioning was like yeah get your data back and take it wherever you want you're like well, it doesn't matter if I believe that, like I can't do that unless the company or someone or is, is allowing me to do it. And then the final one, which is really closely related to that is like making that commercially viable. So that's the bit that Checked was founded to do, which is like incentivize people, like incentivize whether it's a company or an individual to release that data to whoever the subject is and then like collectively share in like the value of that as it moves around. And so I think like, that's a long there's a yeah there's kind of those four points there um, and I think it's it's a combination of all of them I think Percy it checked we think it's the last one is the most pressing one but yeah um, it's probably a combination of all four somewhere
0: yeah my, my hypothesis for for years has been that we only really care about ID that is issued by state actors I mean to the extent that we use ID, that uh, most people are comfortable or, or sort of used to using ID. It, it is in the context of using a state-issued ID to prove something to a most, mostly a time like private sector actor, um, like you know going through going through an airport and proving who you are to the to the flight attendant. I mean, mostly like that is also because of regulation, right? So they're they're, they're sort of deputized to enact regulation that comes from say the FTA, the FAA, or whatever. But, uh, but my point is that until uh states uh begin issuing did that uh, it would be difficult for it to take off unless we start rethinking what we think as id being and i think this is where check really comes in with this idea of decentralized reputation where it's not like who you are so much as what uh what you things you've done or um or actions you've taken or things you're involved in or this sort of thing
1: yeah yeah and i think it's um like SSI and decentralized ID always had the same, like a similar problem, which is like you you pointed out like identity and people, for example, don't think about receipts when they think about identity. But the reality is like, if you think instead about credentials or trusted data, like the use of a receipt can actually be really, really useful, important. Like the sheer number of people who will be say buying stuff, like a great example would be like, if you're traveling for work, and or you buy something and you get a receipt being able to share that to someone else to either get it insured or get reimbursed like right now that's people scanning pdf like scanning like piece of paper or getting emails to themselves like and then having to go through this massive process whereas actually like all of that could be solved with credentials and it's not identity at all so it's almost done itself a disservice by just like focusing on like decentralized ID where really it could just be credentials which could be used for anything. And, and so like I think that's where like that move away maybe from decentralized ID or just identity as a thing and shifting more towards like generic trusted data, whatever that happens to be, is going to just, that? Da- I think that's where the adoption is going to be. And it'll be so much quicker, I think, than like waiting for nation states to like issue decent, like digital collection. Some of them are already doing it, but like it's going to take time for it to be global. Um So I think there's, yeah, that's definitely the shift and where we're expecting to see adoption. And then to your point, like not just blending stuff like receipts or like memberships and stuff, but like really social proofs that you're taking. Like I think everyone watching probably knows, at least a few people who like are sending five to six digit like sums in crypto to each other and they're operating on like just telegram handles and the fact that they've known each other for five years. Like, and it's not based on anything to do with identity traditionally. It's all based on like trust and knowledge and history. And I think that's where it's going to head to more is like, can I trust this person in this interaction rather than like, yeah, do I know everything about this person where they live? That kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like, I feel like we are, we're going around, say we're abstracting away a little bit of the, uh, the trust that has traditionally been imbued in, um, institutions and state actors delivering ID, right? Like, okay, so we trust this, 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 this nation state or whatever, like to, to issue an ID, or we trust like the, the utility provider to have an accurate, um, idea of like where someone lives um, but with with what you guys are doing and this idea of credentials uh, we we move that trust like onto uh, another like it's almost like the trust is displaced somewhere else or we spread the trust across you know, different um, different points so you may uh, have like a, a point of trust with like a, a merchant or you might have a point of trust with a social uh, login or maybe several social logins. Is, is that a right way to think about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it really comes down to like that decentralized part of it is you're, to your point, you're getting that trust from different anchors. So rather than it in the KYC example, it's typically coming from the part, fact that you're like passport or driving license. Anchors is the, the word I was looking for. Yeah. 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 And then like, you're then shifting that to multiple anchors. So one of the things we want to get through with creds is like having, almost every project, every DAO, like at least in Cosmos and probably a lot wider, issuing credentials to people that they can then go and take elsewhere. And so like suddenly that trust isn't just like driven by one place. It's driven by loads. And we might touch it on touch on that later on, but like that's one of the major reasons why like this will be useful against like fraud or AI, where it's like historically that's going from like one area of trust rather than something really decentralized um so you're, you're exactly right it's it's just diffusing that trust out to different anchors which is going to be really cool and then the fun starts on like well who do you trust who do you not trust like how do you start making that visible and there's ways to do it but it's like that's the fun stuff um it's, it's kind of we'll touch i guess maybe touch on it in a bit but like where you start getting into decentralized reputation scores, that kind of stuff. And like, who cares about what, how that gets tailored? Is it dynamic? Like who chooses like these things independently? Is it on a peer to peer basis, which we think it is like, yeah, that's all the fun stuff that like, I think is coming along in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about the standard, the standards a little bit? Cause I, I am like geeking out on web standards because <laughs> I think they're cool. And you know, they're, they're a great public resource. So th- you know, tell, tell, tell me a little bit about how the DA, DID standard works and are, you guys are using the Web3 or Web3. The, yeah, the, the, W3C, W3C. Uh, the W3C DID standard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so like for those that don't know, like DID gets used like pretty, it gets used for a couple of things. Um, so you've got like, decentralized id but did also stands for decentralized identifiers and what that basically is is like a uh, almost a a representation or an identifier um that can be used for, for kind of two things um you typically will have like a public did and a private did um is is how a lot of like Decentralized ID works. And the idea with the public did is it's more like it's something on ledger. It's typically associated with like a company or an organization or a DAO. So something that has like a structure. And then off ledger, like peer to peer, you can have decentralized identifiers again. And what you can use those for is like, I can identify myself to you via this did, and I can share some credentials to you, and then I can go off elsewhere, and then I'll have a completely diff- different did. So like, and if I share completely different credentials to that person, those two people can't collude. They've got nothing about me that like brings that identity together. So you can kind of maintain your privacy a little bit better that way in that like there's no unique identifier bringing it all together. But the, um, certainly like at the ledger layer, the public dids. like we use the W3C data model. Um, and I think there's like w there's the, sorry, the standard, There's also, I think, about to be, and this is like an area that Alex from our team is way better than I am. Um, There's a W3C uh, VC um, standard coming out as well. Um, I think that's either in draft or like going through. And so I think maybe that's a point that we missed. Like I missed earlier in my four points. Like the other thing has been that like the W3C did like did standard only i think was approved last year as a standard so there's despite all this work like it only was last year where it actually got put through and then there's all this other stuff like these like um verifiable credential models um there's probably going to eventually be one around like revocation and how you manage that so it's it's like it's also super early days in terms of like how the technology stack is going to work out and how all these things fit together Um, every single year there seems to be like a new implementation or a new standard that's coming through. Um, so it's also, I think a little bit like the crypto sphere in terms of like everyone is experimenting and figuring out what works. Um, but yeah. It's the fact that like that's now a standard is super helpful to just coalesce around.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool. I didn't realize that it had only come uh, become a standard last year. Uh, Cause I know that there's been working groups for, for many, many years, but I guess I, yeah. I was on the page a while ago and it, it had twenty twenty two up there, so sort of figured yeah. that. Uh, yeah, cool. Well, let's um let's dive into Checked a little bit. So, for, for those who are not familiar with Checked, what what is Checked? Uh, we we know it's a Cosmos chain. You know, we uh, we we know that it deals in decentralized identity and credentials. Um, yeah, explain to people what what it is and what you guys are building here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll kind of refer back to like the problem that, like that I think has stopped adoption going as quickly as it should have done so the the founding story of checked is that myself and anchor at the same time as we were delivering stuff like big ssi decentralized id projects we were also doing like loads and loads of sales um into enterprise and pretty consistently we're hitting the same wall which is like the tech's amazing this is really cool um we love the user experience we love like putting Um, data at the the power of individuals like one of the interesting things when you're speaking to companies is like they're still made up of individuals and they still just kind of grab onto that idea but the bit where it always fell down every single time was like where's the money like how do I make money from this like if I have to spend let's say it's half a million putting the system in and all of this happens like what's my return on investment where does that come from and so after like After like six months of going through that process, like, and no one solving it, we're like, okay, we're going to have to go and solve that ourselves. And so basically what checked is, is payment and commercial infrastructure for credentials. So the key thing to understand is like the credentials move off Ledger. We can then enforce a payment on Ledger for anyone to like, like, let's say I give you your data, you go and take it elsewhere, like when that data gets reused me as the original issuing party can kind of derive some value from the fact that you're reusing that data elsewhere which then kind of incentivizes like me as a company to give you your data back and allow you to take it wherever you want as well as you can like participate yourself in that value flow too so really the the, the key thing there is like it's payment infrastructure for credentials, which is still privacy preserving. So some of the things you'll you'll see with like maybe soulbound tokens is like the data's on ledger, which is dangerous on its own, but also you can see exactly who everyone is interacting with and like basically the graph of like their social like interactions. Whereas what we've managed to do, we believe, is like have that entirely privacy preserving. So you can go off and live your life, take your data wherever you want to. And neither the, like the, whoever issued that data in the first place will have no idea. We won't have any idea and no one else should either. Um, and that's kind of the, the key differentiator for us and the real, I guess the mission for us is like, use this as incentives to release data out from companies get it back in the hands of individuals and actually like make SSI adopted. Um, Cause I think going back, like that's one of the main problems was it just wasn't commercially viable. And so that's really where checked has come in. And then I should say as well, like we um, we then have like, I think 49 partners worldwide who do different industries and in different verticals. So some of them are doing stuff in like supply chain. Some of them are actually looking at the reusable KYC. So we're working with one of our partners on that. Um, oh, no, so if anyone is right now, yeah exactly and i i know exactly what the process you're going through it's horrific like and especially just every single time you're opening up another account and just to labor the point as well you're probably i would imagine you're probably finding in certain scenarios you're like going through the same onboarding process with different companies but they're actually under the hood using the same company as a supplier so like this happens quite a lot on the on like retail kyc for exchanges like all of them are using the same people so you're just you're just it's insane the whole thing is insane it makes no sense
0: yeah yeah no i mean currently my what we're going through right now and i don't know how interesting this is to people but in the process of onboarding you know service providers law firms etc but it's not only just doing like kyc for one entity it's doing kyc for you know, all the entities that go up to the beneficial owners. And, and there's like a couple of layers there because we have holding companies, etc. you know, and, and, and it's a, such a mess. Like I've got a whole like notion document that I just share with everyone that has probably, I don't know, 70 PDFs attached to it, you know, like something crazy like that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. And like, I, and, and it, you know, this is, this is like a, a very unique use case. Right. But even just for, uh, for KYC, like opening accounts exchanges and things like that, you're right. I mean, like, how many times have if you opened an account at some exchange or some fintech bank or something like that? And you're like, you recognize the same interface. This is, this is the exact same interface. You've done this process before with the service provider. They have the information or at least they verified it. And because of uh, because of compliance and, and sort of the, the burden put on the financial sector and financial institutions to uh, to make sure that you are who you say you are, you're not you know, laundering money or whatever. Um, their, that, that burden is so high that every single company that is going to interact with an individual or company is going to want to, is going to be incentivized to, to do that work again and again and again until we, you know, have strong enough standards or, um, you know, sort of regulatory, you mentioned just sort of like regulatory backing uh, or buy-in of some sort of rubber stamping, you know, system that allows your identity to be verified once and then you know, carried over into you know, the different
1: realms yeah and the, the good thing is is it's actually coming through um so that is changing so like um the company that we're working with is is more focused on like individuals um and reusable kyc for individuals but like they're speaking to a load of people across the us and then wider um and that's really cool to see like it is starting to change um and there's things like eidas um i can't remember what the acronym stands for but it's basically like yeah. European, European digital
0: signature and identity uh, regulation, which I also yeah. don't remember what it stands for, <laughs> but yeah, but that's, but that's,
1: yeah, but that's like, that's coming in across Europe and like, that's suddenly giving all this clarity that like, yes, it's happening. Like this is absolutely coming, which is so good. Yeah, it's just going to take but, time.
0: You know, the thing with ADAS is that it, 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 it exists in theory, but it doesn't exist in practice. And, yeah. you know, I, I live in France and I mean, like I'm a strong proponent of digital signatures and aid but but, but mostly, you know, if you show up with, look, if you have, if you're working with a company that doesn't within their processes, isn't going to accept a digital signature, even though it's a binding signature, you're, you're giving them a document that they've essentially sort of signed on their end and you digitally signed it, they may ask for wet signatures. And there are yeah. also, and I mean, like these are edge cases, right? But like. For instance, in Germany, if you're doing any sort of thing that has to do with transferring shares between a company, like if you're selling shares or something like that, the law requires wet signatures and notaries will hold you to it. I've done this. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's it's it's
1: insane. A like we've um, we've had something similar where um, we've got a holding company. We've been at like there's There's four, three or four board members um we've been asked to like sign this document and to your point they're like wet signature and we're like none of us live in the same country like how the hell like we're, are we literally going to have to get the same piece of paper and courier around the world to like just yep. to get this done it, it's insane it is absolutely insane
0: of course um, of course you're going to do that right oh, yeah, or fax it you know maybe we need to get back to the faxing <laughs> oh, um, there's
1: um yeah sorry go on
0: no, but uh, so I, I want to talk a little bit about about you know this 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 idea that digital identity you know, go sort of turns into digital reputation, and I think in, in crypto in the last couple of years at least there there has been this, um, well like pro- projects or products that are building uh, these kind of reputational credentials. Uh, a lot of times it's I think it's in the context of DAOs, right? So you want to um, be able to identify you know members that are you know, having sort of virtuous behavior with regards to the DAO. So it could be like staking tokens or it could be voting in governance or, you know, participating in discord or whatever. Um, and and that I think starts to paint a picture of how this decentralized reputation thing could work. Um, so, it you know, and I think coming back to your earlier point also about, you know, how we're, we're sort of, decentralizing or to some extent spreading the anchors of trust right instead of having one anchor of trust we're spreading those anchors of trust across across different uh, you know domains and, and sort of you know third parties but like the, the question here is you know with regards to, if you think of if you think of identity like reputation as identity we have an example of that and that's China's social scoring system yeah uh, and, and how closely those two things are tied. And and I've I've heard people talk about how they're worried that this this shift that's happening here, this idea of you know decentralized reputation is an implementation of that just run by the private sector, but that has the same end, you know. So in the end, you just end up with the same result. Um, Yeah. Sorry, that's like that's a lot, but for for context, maybe maybe addressing that and how how you see this plan. And it's
1: and it's important. Like it's it's probably one of the most like potentially dangerous and dystopian things that like that could happen um so i think a lot of it is like is based on the architecture of how you design the stuff so a great example is like all of the stuff that we're building all the data lives off ledger and you decide what you share and who to and obviously there's a trade-off like someone's going to be asking you for certain stuff for like whatever that interaction with is like if you're, let's say it's your friend who wants to borrow like 10 grand, like as long as it's like the handle that's coming in and like you've got a history and you can tell it's actually them, you're probably fine. But then if it's like, I don't know, an exchange, they're going to want to move off that and they're going to have like KYC data. So I think that's where like, it's the, the decentralized reputation side. I think if you're putting something that's universal, and you're putting that, say, on a ledger, that is where that is scary um, because, like, anyone can see it. It is completely visible to everyone. Everyone can operate off it, um, and you have no control on what feeds into that and how it's perceived. Um, And so, like, it's one of the dangers where, like, if people are using... Uh, Soulbound tokens for example for identity like it's super dangerous because you could start profiling people based on like what they hold that is public um and so that's one of the reasons why like having this data off ledger in private is like super important and then it comes down to like like p- um like peer connections i guess and i think maybe the best way of articulating it is like making sure it's truly decentralized and what i mean by that is that like the whole stack is like, you can move bits about, you can move that around wherever you want to. And there's nowhere where there's like a single source or record of what is going on that is visible to anyone else. Like if you're writing that to a ledger, if you're making all of that public, like that is a problem. Whereas what we focused on is being able to like have peer-to-peer interactions where you're sharing different data to different people And theoretically, like if I was interacting, say with you, and I was doing it over like Twitter, and I shared some credentials over that channel, but then I shared some completely different credentials to like, uh, Eduardo, our head of marketing, like YouTube wouldn't know, like, you wouldn't be able to tell that you wouldn't be able to collude, basically. And you could each ask for completely different things based on that interaction, and so you you could be scoring like even though it's kind of a reputation your it's like a reputation for that interaction rather than your reputation as a whole so like a good example would be like my reputation at work versus how credit worthy i am two completely different things and neither of those things should be completely like should be public in the same realm they should only be public when i decide to share them so i think like the the really the big the big thing this comes down to is like architecting it properly making it yeah. so that like it's individuals deciding what they share how much they share who to and also that they can tear that down afterwards if they if they want to pull it back so like they can share some credentials and be like probably wish i didn't share that and then just cut the link um so when we roll creds out that'd be one of the things that like you'll have links that will have like sets of credentials tied to them. And one of the features we'll go on to like later on the line will be like breaking that link so that no one can see it anymore. So they've, even if they have the hyperlink, they can't get anything from it. Um, and that's, but to your point earlier, like it is, it's so crucial we get it right because if we get it wrong, like it's a dystopian nightmare. Um, I think mm. the, the good thing for us is because we're going privacy first and peer to peer first it's almost impossible to build that up and go wrong based like as long as we maintain those principles and that direction.
0: So let's, let's walk through how this works. So, uh, I mean, maybe from the perspective of a, of a user that's sharing credentials, that's using checked. Um, can you describe a use case uh, that, that, that may be relevant and maybe also helping understand how, how that kind of transaction flow works, right. When you're sharing a credential and, how someone verifies it, et cetera.
1: Yeah, great, great, yeah. So um, let's use, like, an example of, like, let's say someone has worked for, like, a DAO, and then they want to go and apply and get, like, a, or maybe they've actually been working for, like, let's say it's, they've been working for an influencer or a DAO, and then they want to go and apply for a job with like a specific project to go and do something for them. So in this scenario, you'd have like the original DAO or the influencer would have like a public did. So that would be on Ledger. Everyone can see who that is. They like, all of that is visible, who that organization is. Um, and then the, the next bit would be like, the DAO could issue, say like, um a credential to the to whoever that person is to say like this person works for us like they represent us currently this is what they do like this is their role and they can like maybe add some stuff onto that of like what their seniority is like what capacity they're they're employed in like and just stuff like a title that person can then share that credential to whoever they want so what's happened there is like the um the credential's been signed by the did or it's related to the DID um, of the, the DAO. The data then goes completely off ledger to, to the individual. Like it's stored in a private wallet that they hold on like their mobile or like in some whatever storage they want, maybe on something like storage, ceramic, like anything there. Um, what they can then do is share that credential onto someone else. And so in this scenario, like let's say that they've been employed by this DAO, like um, they've done great work, like they've even got like an employment, like a review that says like they're awesome at what they do. They can then share that credential onto like a prospective employer to be like, look, I've done all this work for this DAO. They like, here's proof I was employed and proof that I've like executed well. And what happens is when the like receiving organization receives that data, they can check who originally signed it. So they know that they've got it from the right person and that it was signed by the right DAO in the first place, and they can check that against the ledger. And what that means is the if the let's say the individual is working for like multiple DAOs and maybe influencers, they can pull all of these from different places and then start sharing whichever ones they think are relevant. So let's say it's a guy who's like got a mix of front end dev and is a pretty good like UI designer and he's applying for like a, a dev role or like or let's say just the UI role um or UX UI designer role. He can just share the credentials that are relevant. So he can like collect all of them himself, have them in like in a wallet, and then whenever he goes elsewhere, he can start sharing the credentials he thinks are relevant and then build them up over time. So, the key thing there is like basically the the individual is completely in control of like what they're sharing in that scenario. And yeah, the project or DAO is going to ask for like, oh, could you share me stuff to back this up? And that's on the individual to like decide if they want to meet that criteria or not. Um, Cool thing there is like you can combine them from so many different places. So, what I'm looking forward to seeing is like, I know people taking their Crew 3 or Zili reputation from checked. And Maybe be able to go into a different DAO and be like, look, I can prove I'm a a legit person and I'm a good actor because I've done all this other stuff for another project um, and be able to move that around. So that's the kind of like the flow. But the the key thing at all times is like the, the person is at the center and they're the ones in control and they're the ones who control their privacy as well. Like that's the almost the key maxim of all of this is like we've got to keep it centered around that.
0: Okay, so if I were to really oversimplify this, um, and I think my camera just uh, decided to stop yeah. working, uh, we'll fix that in a second. If I were to oversimplify this, uh, thanks Sony for selling me a camera that can't stay on for thirty minutes. Uh, yeah, the the idea is that with with checked, the the credentials are off chain. They are they can be created and shared at one's will it is the it is up to the the holder of those credentials to uh how, to share them revoke access to those credentials uh, what the blockchain does itself is it allows any party to verify the issuance of credentials uh by essentially being i mean maybe maybe this isn't the right term here but a, a sort of register of, yep. uh of 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 um of signing authorities so you know, we may even oversimplify this even more and say it's kind of a decentralized certificate authority.
1: That's that's a perfect analogy. Um, And actually, to your point on like registry, um, you'll find that like a lot of people for for networks like ours that maybe don't have the payment side of things, they call them VDRs. Um, And I think that stands for verifiable data registries. And that's exactly it. And to your point, like it is, very very analogous to like decentralized uh, PKI and certificate authorities like it's it's really like conceptually like spot-on um yeah and the 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 kind of bit that I left out which is really like checks USP which maybe works less in the in the like employment example, is the ability for like whoever issues that data and releases it to like get paid in the future. Um, so it's almost a bit like nft royalties where like whoever mints like can basically collect in the future um and the argument for doing it this way is that it basically incentivizes people to just get get credentials out the door um even if the price is low like super super low because the data is reusable it kind of works out all around like it's cheaper who for whoever gets the data the individual like can monetize that as well they can have a much better user experience but also whoever has like this data in the first place can start giving it back and it still commercially makes sense so like that doesn't necessarily you could do it in the employment example but it's a like commercially maybe it doesn't make so much sense whereas in other places like kyc is a great example where like that the only way that that industry is going to change is if there's a commercial construct behind it um, because otherwise they've got no interest in cannibalizing their own industry
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think like so much of this has to do with aligning market incentives. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes regulation sort of forces that on you, right? So in the case of things like GDPR, for instance, there was a uh, a regulatory incentive to, to, uh, to implement certain processes. Um, And, and certainly this, this could also be the case.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think, I've almost started thinking of like decentralized ID, SSI, as like the philosophical endpoint of like GDPR. Where GDPR, you're kind of like you're kind of consenting, even though it's a pain and you're just forced to do it. Whereas like decentralized IDs, you're taking control and ownership. You're not just consenting; like you have the control. Yeah. Um, and I, I just on the on the business side of like the incentive side of things, like one of the ones that I think is that was an absolute slam dunk in terms of like the numbers that it was working on was uh, there's a company called True, so T-R-W, and they were doing credentials for doctors. And inside the UK, if you move between different hospitals, you basically have to re-register and present all your documents from like your degree to like everything you're certified in. And they worked out that it was something like a hundred thousand doctor days a year across the NHS were literally just lost to like people turning up and having to present paperwork. And they were like, this is just mental. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, and if you imagine how much like a doctor gets paid per like day and per hour, they're like, the numbers are just absurd. Like, and it's just, it was such an easy business case to be like, if we put this in, we all collectively save money and we get better outcomes like this is just a no-brainer um so i think that's where the the incentives like are so so important on this stuff because if you get them right like that that, for example that's running on credentials um it's running on vcs and has done for years um and yet it didn't need any legislation to put through it didn't need like any higher authority they just need to go and roll it out like that's the power of like getting the incentives right
0: yeah and i mean i i hate to beat a dead horse but to come back on kyc this feels like such an easy problem to solve i mean we we kind of have solutions to this already and it, it's it's fairly simple at least in europe right where we have somewhat you know modern identity systems and you know like government and enterprise that are you know fairly well aligned and very, very, very closely tied, uh, you know, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, but it, it does, it does provide, I think, the framework for, for this to, to be implemented, for this sort of thing to be implemented and kind of,
1: Yeah, and, well. but, yeah. and that's where, that's where like, I, I don't want to name who it is, but like, they're basically working on exactly this. And I'd hope in the next couple of months, like I could actually start showing and demoing this out, but it would be like, yeah, you go through that process once and you can just share it repeatedly. Um, and it could be anything from like interbanking or like telcos or even like exchanges. Um, so it could be anywhere. So like, it's coming, it's definitely coming. Um, and so I'm looking forward to the point where like actually start showing this stuff off because to your point, like everyone knows it's there and it's possible. It's just like, just give me it as a solution. Like that's the gap right now.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the privacy aspect a little bit and, and you guys actually I'm gonna spoil it. I think this is probably going to be the talk that you're giving at nebula. You're talking about you know zk Zk credentials and using uh, using zkps in the context of credentials. Um, can you describe how you're using Zk to well, I mean to 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 implement something that I think is like uniquely important, very, very important to 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 identity, which is to be able to Keep one's data private, and um, and 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 also, I think there's another aspect here that I'd like to ask you about: is how do we use zk to uh, to infer information about one's ID without revealing the ID? So this, you know, this age-old yeah. prove that you're over 18 without giving me your your date of birth, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think probably one of the most unusual things about what what we have is the zk's are off ledger. So, um, like on ledger, basically there's no personal data. There's a good reason for that, and it's like everything we spoke about before. So, what we're using is basically ZKs off ledger for um, basically the proofing side. So, or the sharing side. So, if you if you think of that triangle of like company or organization like organization individual organization again like this second leg is kind of like the proofing or sharing part and that's where like zk's come into their own so you you kind of alluded to it already of like being able to prove age that kind of thing and i've got like an inbound like email in 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 into us that like i think is perfect as an example which is um it's a company that wants to put people through like, basically they have to onboard people and take them through almost like a KYC-like process. But then after that, they don't want to either hold that data and they only want to know certain things about an individual that that individual shares. It's a really unusual use case, Um, at least like the thing that they're doing. And so what they're looking at is like, they want an individual to be able to prove that they're like say male over the age of 30 and have a potentially a specific, um, like employment or job title. And so they don't really care. Like they don't, they don't want to know like date of birth. Um, and they don't want to know a bunch of other stuff. Like they don't even they're not, for example, interested in even the company that the person works for. They just want to know like job title. And so in that scenario, you can start using ZK where you're like, I can prove that I'm over the age, like over a certain age, without exposing anything about like the um the th- sorry, anything about my like date of birth or like having to even send like you could also do this thing where like you don't even need to share like let's say a full driving license or a passport, you're just sharing the fact that you're over 30 with the fact that it's like coming from a a trusted source. And then you can also share like a credential, which proves who you work for, but all they'll get is just the job title. And so you can, we call it like selective disclosure, So you're just reducing down the data that you're actually sharing across to the other side to the bare minimum that's required. So the example that's always given for for um, sets of disclosure CKPs is like going into an off licence and buying like booze or cigarettes or um, uh, a lottery ticket. That's the one that's always given, but it has so much other like use outside of that. You can use it for pretty much like whatever you want so um that's basically the, it's being used for all all of the bad things we we joke all the about it being people uh, shouldn't be doing yeah <laughs> we, we generally we call it <laughs> we call it the degenerate use cases Um yeah yeah, yeah. the degen use cases but like the, the, the yeah that's that's what it's there for and i think another example which is more like web3 crypto focused would be like if you're a Dex or an NFT marketplace, or you're doing an airdrop, prove you're not from the US. Like because that's the jurisdiction that everyone is concerned about. And you don't need to know like that person's name. You don't need to know their address. Anything really about them. You, they just need to be able to prove that they're not a US citizen, and therefore you can interact with them in that way. And mm. I think that's a that's a hard a- one
0: because proving you're a something is one thing, but proving that you're not a US citizen so. A lot of people, you know, know that I'm Canadian, but they they don't know that I'm French. And a lot of people know think that I'm French, but they don't know I'm Canadian. So, you know, it, it's it's uh, it, and even even in the context of you know to other nation states, so p- people get passports uh, while their other other country doesn't allow them to get second passports, and so that's like much harder to do, I think, than simply proving that you are of a certain oh yeah yeah
1: it's it's a it's definitely complex. It's um I think. What I like about it is it's a bit more, I don't know, substantial or like, I don't know, a bit more web three than walking into an off-license and be like, I'm definitely above the age of 18, um, which is the one that's always given out. So that's, I think the cool thing about it as well is that you can, using that employment example from before, you can take data from like as many places as you want, like different credentials from different, completely different issuers and creators and bring them together and then like issue and sorry and then select which bits from each one so you could take like five credentials take five attribute like an attribute from each credential and then no one else sees the rest of whatever else is in there and so that has the potential to be really really powerful because you're just you're reducing the data down to exactly what's needed um, it's why I, I don't know if you do this but um I, I use Strava for cycling. And now they've started cutting off like the last eighth of a mile in terms of your location. So if someone sees your rides, they don't know exactly where you live. Um, And I think it's likely to be the same with like things like Uber, where like it is helpful to not always be exposing where you live. Um, There's obviously horror stories that you hear around that. So it's enabling that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, that that's interesting. And um, with with regards to the the zk stuff, um, you you mentioned in in conversations we've had before that you talked about Penumbra. and I wonder, are, are you guys working with them, or, or are you leveraging their their uh, their chain? Or I mean, with not I mean that they're launched yet, but are you intending on lever- leveraging the chain?
1: Um. I- I don't think so but it's something where like you just don't know what's going to get built out like we've we've got um we've got a separate team that is um so this isn't our team this is like one of our partners who's looking at um bringing creden- like bringing credentials on ledger in a privacy preserving way so you could say interact with a dex or a liquidity pool or like whatever you want and bring that credential in so that could be like collateralized lending where you bring something off ledger on ledger that then allows you to say reduce the collateral that you need to post and i think that's where there's more stuff like, like obviously secret's been around for a while but like secret penumbra um i think i need to remember how Anoma works but like starting to combine all these things together nobody knows how enoma works <laughs> even enoma people yeah. don't know how enoma works <laughs> um exactly so like but I it's a true just, zero knowledge
0: um, project <laughs>
1: I love that um so be able to bring all these different like parts together so that's where like i don't want to name check them yet, but like i think they're about to start unveiling what they're doing and how they're going to do it and that could be something that i absolutely see like where ourselves this partner and someone like penumbra start working on like okay for penumbra what would be interesting to bring on as a credential that suddenly enables something you weren't able to do before um so I don't have an answer yet, but I'd love to in like the space of six months to a year, where it's like, okay, let's go combine some stuff
0: and see how it works out. Cool. I'm I'm also going to spoil uh, your well. This isn't this isn't set in stone yet, but probably what will be your your your, your workshop at Nebula, which is about Telegram and, and Discord, um, and uh, and preventing spam. So, can can you explain how uh, we can leverage check to to uh, to uh, prevent spam and Discord and, and Telegram,
1: yeah, and that's um, yeah, so that, and that's really where like cre- like we're kind of launching creds and bringing that into beta um, over the next couple of weeks. So that's really closely related to that. Um, and the idea behind creds was was kind of two streams. One is around like learning and engagement, and the other one was around protecting people. Um, and I think it was like Akash and maybe Stargaze that had um, their Discords like compromised recently. And we see that, like that happens all the time. And the other problem is then um, like fraudulent moderators and admins and team members. Like it's it it is it is an unusual week where one of our teams isn't messaged by someone pretending to be me or our CFO or our CTO. Um, and that happens all the time. And everyone jokes like, "Oh, like why do they do this? It's so obvious." The reason they do it. Is because it works. Like people fall for it, and they do this all the time. I I do know someone actually who, um, they got messaged by what they thought was their CEO, um, and was like, "I'm having a basically I'm having a really hard time," or like, it was some outrageous demand for like, "I need gift cards. I need you to go and buy me gift cards because, but, but like, but the whole thing was couched in like a a, a reasonable justification." And they went with it because it was coming from the CEO. Yeah. But it was like, but it was, but it happens
0: like I I I can see myself falling for some weird, you know, thing too, I guess maybe if it's counts the the right way.
1: And it was the delivery was exactly how like it was, it was on the channel that they communicate on in a style that they communicate in. And even though the ask was a bit weird, like the everything around it made so much sense that they went with it. And so there's like, this happens all the time. It happens all the time. Um, and so that's where we're really interested in building out. Like, um, I guess ultimately it's, it's underpinned by telegram and discord bots. Um, I think we'll probably focus on the telegram one first out of everything, but underpinning that basically is the ability for like within telegram to, um, basically sh- like share credentials to other people without having to leave telegram. And so what that means is like, if like I would hope in the future, if any of our admins or moderators are having to speak directly to someone else, they can always prove who they work for. And similarly, like if you're a business development rep for someone else, you can always prove who you work for. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, a community manager who has to deal with this on a daily basis. Um, and and that
0: like he's here in the chat for for those listening he's here in the chat and we're just putting he says hello he says 100 percent goodbye scammers hello creds.
1: yeah exactly and so this this happens all the time um so this would be let's say um like matt's a great example if like checked issues matt credentials to prove that he works for checks what his role is like and he's still currently working like obviously like especially with ambassadors and moderators like there is turnover and then whenever he interacts with someone in dms like he can prove to that person who he is without like that person needing to step out and we can mm-hmm. also do that for like bd reps in terms of like when they're just messaging someone i, I don't know if I, I, anyone watching is aware of this but like all the exchanges have like um, like verify endpoints now and like pages where you can enter telegram handles. So you can check, like they can check who people are. So like it's, it's going down that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Matt's just saying there, like he had, apparently I asked him for uh three PMB last week and that happens so regularly. And so basically all of that to say that um, we're going to be like rolling this thing out where, projects organizations whatever can issue credentials and then you can share them inside telegram the really nice thing about telegram is because it has a web view you can actually do the entire experience without having to leave um so you like i could share credentials directly to you you wouldn't even have to leave telegram to be able to check who i am um and it just adds like that layer to start protecting people um as well as like doing things like potentially gating telegram um sorry telegram groups um and the final thing to say is like one of the reasons why that's so important is we were speaking to another um another layer one and they were just like they've had to turn off dms in discord because it was just it was the way that people were getting compromised left right and center and so you're like you basically have broke you've had to disable one of the functionalities of discord to protect your community that like so i think basically it's it's a mix of like one side's very much going to be put like learning and gamification the other side is going to be like let's start protecting people and stopping the amount of scams happening because it's just it's rampant um
0: which yeah. is which is a shame so so this lee this all culminates on <laughs> on your hot take which is the uh the ai uh the AI revolution and, um, or the AI apocalypse, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Okay, depending from which point of view you're looking at it, it might be the same thing. But um, yeah, so how, how does Check prevent us from heading into the uh, apocalypse?
1: Yeah, um, and I think I, sh- I should be specific there. So like, obviously, AI is great for so many things, like, for creds we've been using mid journey to generate images like it, it works perfectly um it works really really well and so it, it's got some great uses but at the same time it is so good at generating just like either fraudulent data or helping people submit fraudulent data or creating things that like don't make any sense or like that you can't attribute um so just a couple of examples of like some of the problems it's creating right now so um the lower level one is just like an inability to attribute stuff. So, um, one of our team members was pulling together this like big commercial model and then like pulled some numbers out of chat GPT for population numbers. And I was like, well, are they right? Like, where do these come from? Is that chat GPT? I'm like, well, like, do we know that that's accurate? Like how, How so I then had to go through and just double check them and it was fine, but like, it would be so much better if I knew where they came from in the first place. And, uh, kind of a more problematic, not sinister, but like problematic issue that's really close to this is um, there was an article by the Guardian recently where they were talking about, they keep on obviously getting contacted for references and for articles. And someone had got an article out of chat that was supposedly written in the Guardian by one of their uh, authors or one of their writers. And they needed basically the original article for a citation and it never existed. And the article apparently, the Guardian spent two weeks trying to find this thing and contacted the the, the writer and the author and was like, "Hey, can you remember writing this?" And they were like, "Ah, uh, like, but it it looks like something I'd write, and it's on a topic that I'd write about, but it just never existed." And so, the ability to like just generate data in volumes and like. Potentially have nothing standing behind it is going to be so, so dangerous. So, part of our, like, and this is something that we really didn't see coming, um, but makes so much sense now in hindsight, is like all the value that's historically just been given of like, everyone talks about like the data economy, but I think that's now going to shift to what we're calling the trusted data economy, where like you need to know where that data comes from, you need to know whether it's trustworthy. And I think. And also the, the whole, like, not a bot. Like, I'm not talking to someone who is pretending to be someone else or something that's entirely artificial. And so that that is where, like, I think Checked and Creds is going to co- really come into its own. So, like, Creds, mostly for the not a bot scenario, like, prove that you are legitimate, you've got a history, like, you can do that in any which way that you want and move that between communities. And then the value flow will be unchecked, which is, like, can I like take this data in whatever industry to somewhere else? So, like, let's say supply chain, I can take like a manifest. Or actually, even better, your example with um, corporate KYC. Like, generative AI is going to be able to issue so many of those documents where I could like spin up a fake company and it doesn't exist on paper, but I've got all the documents to prove it. Yeah. And so, yeah. here. <laughs> exactly but then like being able oh, to prove God. where that came from in the first place and prove it's trusted is going to become so valuable versus like the danger of what could go wrong so that's yeah. where like i think the actual like trust is going to be solved by um by credentials but the 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 kind of corollary or the, the power of the thing of that is all the value is going to shift from like just generic data to stuff that is trustworthy, where you know where it comes from. And you can check the provenance of that all the way through. So it's, it's, um it's going to be a fun time. Like, I think the it's especially with like fraud and this kind of stuff, it's always a game of cat and mouse. And I think at the moment, the mouse is probably a bit further ahead with all of like the AI tooling that's come out. And I think we're looking to be the cat that's kind of catching up and go like, we can protect ourselves against this yeah. and we can capture the value that's part of it. So it's, it's going to be fun and games over the next couple of years, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, this, uh, this is a perfect segue to talk about uh, creds, uh, which is this product that uh, you guys are building. It's currently in waitlist, uh, wait list so people can sign up. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes, but yeah, I think a good way to think about this is, is your first product being built on Checked or is it is like a, a product being built on the Checked platform?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's the well the first one that we've taken ownership of specifically. So um, as I mentioned, there's like a bunch of partners building stuff. This sure. is the one where we've been like, it was weirdly, it started off like just to demonstrate like credentials and decentralized id in a way that's fun so that that point earlier that we talked about like loads of um decentralized id ssis all based around like pretty dry topics like kyc and national identity and stuff and instead we were like what if we just built something that's cool that the community and anyone can interact with that like it's just fun to use and it looks good um And where it kind of grew to was when we started fleshing it out, we're like, oh, well, what type of credentials would we use? Like, how would this all fit together? Then we started speaking to other people and other projects. And like, oh, like, I'd want to do this too. Like, I'd I'd want to issue this credential. And we've had everything from, like, I I can't give that example because it would be so obvious who it is. Um, But we've had loads of people been like, oh, I want to issue this type of credential. I want to be able to issue credentials off, like, Zeely, Layer 3, Crew 3, like, all this kind of stuff. I want to be able to have, like staking credentials i want to be able to prove that i'm like a moderator an ambassador an nft creator and be able to prove that like it is me doing this stuff inside this realm and so what started off as basically like a demo that we were building for our community is now just got like legs and we're going to be rolling out and the idea is that um it won't just be ourselves like it'll be pretty much anyone who wants to start issuing credentials to anyone else in a way that is just like super simple, super easy to get on board with and has that, the the two streams that I mentioned earlier. So one is like very much gamification, engagement, learning journeys, all that kind of good stuff. And then the other one is like the stuff that's a bit more high trust. Like who do you work for? Can you prove that? Is that important to someone else? Um, and just and use that to protect people, both like, I think we'll start on Telegram, then across Discord, a bunch of other stuff. So um, it's it's. I think the other side is, again, to so like bring it back. Like it started off as a demonstration on, like just showing SSI in a way that was like engaging. What we're finding now is because of that, um, people are coming to us, being like, "Oh, hey, we want to v- like we want to get involved more in checked like than we were before. We want to do this stuff. Like we want to be part of this this journey." And we're also finding that it's going to be the perfect vehicle to demonstrate payments because like we can just basically roll it out into something that is like, everyone can see, we can show that it works and it's kind of imminent. Um, and we have to show it all hangs together. So it's going to go from being like just a, what was just a demo platform to being like a supercharged demo platform that is then use, usable at least across Cosmos. And I think even further, because um, we're getting just ra- randomly asked by other projects, like even outside of Cosmos, of like, could we use this in the future to go and do this, like X, Y, and Z? And We're like, yes, absolutely, we can't wait to do it. Um, and it's it's tangible. I think um, like, a lot of the check stuff, the cool stuff, is at the is at the infrastructure layer, but that means it's really hard to see. Um, it's really hard for people to interact with unless they're working with one of our partners or like or they are a partner and creds is going to be the first thing that like everyone watching and on this call can see and they can interact with and they can use um, both on the like collecting credentials but also like issuing them to other people so um, yeah I've, I having come from like corporate land and Accenture land and then focusing on infrastructure for like a year and a half, it's really fun to be able to start showing people like a slick UX and be like, this is what it's going to look like. And this is how it's going to interact. Um, Shall so we show infring- the
0: UX? So do, do, can I, can I, can I put this up on screen or is it, uh, is it too early? Uh,
1: which, which ones you have? I'm, I'm curious. Um, is I'm, it I'm, just I've, the website? Well, I was,
0: I was in the, uh, I was added to the wait list. So I've, I've got my, I've got my creds profile up here.
1: Oh, damn. Um I don't think quite yet. I've been told, okay. I've been told by Adweiler <laughs> to
0: keep it under wraps. So, All right. Um, well, but I think we'll have to come back. You'll have to come back and I'll have to do a demo when when you guys are ready to show it. Because I think it's cool. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my creds profile here. I just claim kind of like my Discord uh, credential and you you can claim that there's a bunch of like demos here. But for example, like I can create a um, I can say I'm a content creator or I contributed to the docs or I, uh, I attended an event and. You know, I'd, I'd like to. And we've talked about this. Is like, I'd like to see how we could leverage this for uh, for Nebula Summit and creating credentials for, say, people who have attended the conference or uh, people who have participated in a workshop or this sort of thing. And so, you know, if, if that's something we could do this year, I'd love to love to, yeah, to experiment was, with that. Otherwise, maybe next year or for like a future event, I think would be really cool.
1: No, uh, this year sounds good. It's it's honestly like one of our biggest milestones is like get it to the point where like any anyone running workshops theoretically at nebula could issue credentials to whoever attends and then those people if they want to go off and like i don't know if it's the first time they've interacted with cosmos and then they want to get and go and get like a junior dev role with a project be able to show that they went to that workshop and they went through that journey execute successfully and possibly even have like the workshop uh like leader attest to how well they went through um would be really really cool so i think like yeah, it's it's something we're like really, really targeting on our side. So Ross, our like head of product on this, is not gonna like it. Um, but that's like a big
0: kind of big milestone that we're focusing on. Cool. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think for the podcast too, there could be some interesting things to do here. I mean, I, I've been wanting to do like PoApp type things for a long time, and this is, this is an idea that we've had at Epicenter. For years that we've never implemented because that episode we, we have this really kind of cool artwork that we we generate for every every um, every guest and it could be cool to have kind of a credential you know there there's kind of an, a, a precedent to this and uh, OGS will remember the Let's Talk Bitcoin uh, you know shout out to Adam B Levine uh, the Let's Talk Bitcoin um, uh, token and they had this whole thing where. Every podcast episode on the Let's Talk Bitcoin network, and we were part of that network, there was a you could you could create a magic word. And so every every episode at some point in the in the middle of the episode, we'd say, like, today's magic word is credentials. And then as a listener, you take that magic word, you'd log into your account, you'd enter it, and that was proof that you listened to the episode and you get some tokens. That are now worthless uh, in exchange, and and I thought it was a really cool thing that got a lot of people involved, and people would claim that thing, and they would like actively do it, and and then and you know they they ended up having worthless tokens, but but it was still a cool I, use case, you know.
1: It, I totally agree. Like, um, that one of the things I'm mourning, well, two things is like when you travel now, you don't get um, in a lot of places, it, like you don't get a stamp. Like you yeah. don't get something like in your passport you keep your yeah like you don't get that anymore and also yeah. um like if you're going to like gigs or concerts like all that kind of stuff like yeah. you don't get that anymore they used i used to love being able to go around like museums and find what they were putting on the tickets because like it was always cool it was always something unusual and different and the same with like um I've still got like festival T-shirts from when I'm like I was 13 to 18. I did Leeds Festival five years in a row. Like I've yeah. still got those T-shirts, and I've still got the tickets. But like, and that's the kind of thing that I'm missing collecting now. You you just can't get yeah. hold of them and be able to replicate that into something that's like still privacy preserving. I just have them for myself. I'd love um, it would be so so cool to have that because it's it's gone missing. This whole shift to digital, it's like great we're using yeah. less paper fine but like I want something that's equivalent like, I want to be able to take something like somewhere
0: yeah we we like as humans we we love to collect things uh, whether whether physical or, or digital uh, and certainly um, this is um, this is one one solution I think yeah you know, and there are, there are many other uh, platforms yeah. that are when I mean, we, we talked about poapp of course like they're they're taking a different approach but I think all of this stuff um, ends up quite, being quite useful for tons of different use cases, including the collectible use case. Yeah, yeah,
1: I totally agree. And I think just going back to what you said like, a couple of seconds ago, which was like the stuff that you were thinking about with like Nebula or Epicenter, I think it was like what you could issue. That's been honestly the most fun with creds is like taking this out and be like, look, this is what it looks like. This is what the interface is like, and everyone being like, oh, what if I could do this? Like, what if I could add this stuff in we're like awesome because we've never thought of that before um there was one like i'm not gonna say who they are but they're like oh i want to use this to dox myself like i want to use this to like show who i am in real life in a way that is like available Reviable. and I can express it yeah and in a way that like i can also shut it down afterwards like if i don't like where it's going um and i can take that back and no one's actually got the data to use like on my behalf so it's a. It's been such a journey of like, seeing what people want to use this stuff for in a way that we just. It's basically it's grown legs in a way that is fantastic, but we just weren't like, we were hopeful but weren't
0: exactly expecting it. Great. Where, where can people? Where do you want to send people to learn more about uh, creds? It should be you know. Are you looking for people to build on the platform? Are you looking for partners to integrate creds? Here's your chance to share yeah. all the links yeah absolutely so the, the best
1: one is really is creds.xyz uh so c-r-e-d-s.xyz like that's easily the the best place to start um you'll find a wait list like get on that the amazing um and the, the plan is that um over the next couple of months we'll be opening this up like it'll be available to like everyone to go in and collect um what we'll then do off the back of that is open up the issuance side so that won't just be people being able to go in and collect stuff it will be projects being able to issue credentials out or like left right and center create new ones explore like merge them all together um and then on the, on the check side just head to like uh, checked.io um and then navigate from there like that's that's probably the best place to start on those two um but i think if if you're kind of watching this and you're looking for like getting your hands-on credentials, Creds at XYZ is the best place to start. Um, that's going to be the really big thing.
0: Excellent. Fraser, thanks sure. for coming on. It's been a pleasure.
1: No, likewise. It's been awesome. And uh, looking forward to like opening this up and being able to show it off properly. Um, it can't come soon enough.
0: Yeah. See you at Nebula. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers.